Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to today's Healing Circle Talks with Dr. Um, Khurshid Mistri. We will begin uh, with introduction of Dr. Khurshid Mistri and uh, starting with Healing Circle guidelines. Dr. Khurshid Mistri is an experienced doctor having done masters in cytogenetics from Tata Memory Hospital and doctorate in molecular biology. She is a trustee of NK Darbar Cancer Foundation and has been instrumental in running of OnCare, a cancer wellness and palliative care center. She is an active participant in several cancer-related NGOs and was an active member of Indian Cooperative Oncology Network. Dr. Misty joins, in, uh, joins our healing circle today to share her insights on the various aspects of cancer. So uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Uh, I'm Dimple Parmar, co-founder and CEO of Lavils Cancer and Zerankuro which is India's first integrative oncology cancer treatment um, space. Welcome again, Dr. Uh, Mistri, and I would request you to uh, please introduce yourself. And also uh, after that, I would like to uh, hear from you about your journey with cancer patients. Very insightful session because most of us are connected to cancer here, and also this session is specially focused on palliative care and wellness for cancer patients. Welcome again. Thank you. So, thank you very much, Dimple. Today, it's a pleasure to be a part of the Healing Circle and talk about this very important but often neglected topic of palliative care. Palliative care is a very misunderstood topic. Everybody seems to feel that palliative care is only for end of life or it's only when no other treatment is possible. But I'm going to clear some of those myths today because we honestly believe that palliative care should start from the time of diagnosis. It helps, like you're saying, integrating like exactly what you said. It is integrating different aspects of healing for a patient because we don't treat just the disease. We treat the patient and their families together. And so keeping that in mind, we have different ways of a holistic approach to it, which we will be discussing further. And it's a pleasure to join the group. Thank you. Thank you. And we will keep the session in Hindi and English so that everyone can understand properly. So, yes, Dr. Misri rightly said that uh, palliative care is a misunderstood term. People uh, end of life relate to end of life. Palliative is nothing but improving quality of life. And quality of life is not cancer in the first stage or last stage. Hai. So, That's a very uh, important thing to note here. I'm glad that you know, OnCare uh, is working in this direction to help cancer patients. So, can you please introduce about OnCare and what all uh, things uh, you are doing, uh, concept of OnCare? So, yes. So, uh, are we starting the session? So, should I start with the session? The session has already been started, right? Okay. So, basically, I have, as I said, mentioned right from my student days, been involved in working with cancer patients. Uh, well, working professionally with cancer patients is one thing and having to deal with it at a personal level at home is another. Unfortunately, that time did come about seven years back when my father, who was at the age of 80, was diagnosed with cancer. And that's the time I really, really realized what the patients require. As a professional and as a part of Tata Memorial and as a part of many other organizations, we used to only treat the disease. It's only when it came 
back home at your doorstep did we realize that no this is what we were doing all along is not really enough because at home we realized the patient requires much much more um the mental aspect is completely ignored by most like cancer organizations or you know hospitals and oncologists so this is where we felt that there was a lacune like you know when i was with dealing with my father and his illness i really felt the dirt the the lack of a place where we could go for just pure healing where he could be kept calm because a very important thing which i observed was that while he was busy while he was occupied while he was surrounded with friends and family he was absolutely okay almost at times forgot that he was going through a problem it was only the times when he was alone where his anxiety levels used to increase where he did not know how to handle the problems so these are all the little things which led me to thinking that look you know i was part of a lot of research and you know basic you know academic sciences and i realized that well of course that while that is extremely important another facet of healing and of treating a person is absolutely missing within our country so when i started traveling and i started reading more and more about it i learned about palliative care for to be very very honest why initially i also was going through the same misconceptions at right. tata memorial we did have a you know a department for palliative care which normally as an oncologist we used to refer to them only when we had no more to offer mm-hmm. today i realize how wrong we were in doing that you know so it's again as i said from a personal exam, personal problem and understanding the lack of the existing facilities which prompted me to think about a center like oncare i found the right partners with the nk dabar cancer foundation where palliative care was a very important and integral part of their mission statement and they wanted to incorporate it and when i approached them with this idea they kind of immediately welcomed me in so i found the perfect platform the perfect partners to work with and like like everybody says you know when you have when you are on the right path destiny makes it happen mm-hmm. so things happened we found the place at masina hospital which is a beautiful surrounding beautiful place i will share some slides which will actually show you how beautiful the place is yeah. and uh, So I think I would like to start with my presentation if that is possible. Yeah, and so can I share my screen? Yeah, I am making you co-host and now you can share. Okay, so I'll start with my little presentation. I'll just show run, you know, we'll go through walk through some of the slides and some of the concepts of palliative yeah. care. Okay. And then I will talk about on care which is what we do and how we heal people. And and of course at the end we would love to have a discussion. So just let me start. Yeah. and aap mujhe hame agar kuch bhi question hai to aap chat mein Ha no okay, I'll I'll try and speak in Hindi also. I'll in between yeah. move back to Hindi. Yeah. and if there's any question we can write in the chat box or uh, yeah you can ask me to unmute you and we'll take the questions thank you please 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 feel free to ask questions at any stage so so we've gone through my introduction so let's start with when you become a doctor when you are a physician what are you taught as you know when you are taking the hippocratic oath you're always told that you can cure a person completely sometimes you can more often than not treat a person 
but a comfort the comfort part of it is always always possible and always should be given and that's a very important part of the hippocratic oath but unfortunately i think in our busy schedules we sometimes forget this whole thing and we only concentrate on the disease and only trying to treat or cure the patient but we forget about the comfort part so coming down to just the basic definition of what palliative care is which is defined by the who and who ka naam to abhi sabhi ne suna hai covid ke time pe is the world health organization so they define palliative care as an approach that improves the quality of life not only of the patient but also their families facing any life limiting disorder cancer being one of them so again palliative care aisa nahi ki sirf cancer patients ke liye hai it is possible for any disease like any there are so many neurological problems there are many cardiac problems which are life limiting so in any of these cases uh, palliative care is given another important part is that it relieves the suffering by means of impeccable assessment so pehle to assess karo uska problem nikalo kya problem hai and then treat it as a complete the same of not just a physical problem but the psychological social and emotional and spiritual aspects of the problem so coming back to the cancer and just the sheer numbers we all know that cancer is a global threat nowadays and it's increasing at a rapid rapid rate and unfortunately because asia who has the maximum burden of the population maximum numbers of people even the burden of cancer is the most in asia with such a thing and especially within the within our country where finances are limited how does one deal with it now we've spoken about the quality of life there is also a quality of death index and unfortunately in 2015 and there onwards we there been surveys every year and unfortunately india la comes really really low in the quality of death index so this is another thing where we realize that we really need to improve death is a very normal process but it's not necessary that a person has to be in pain or person has to be in suffering while dying so death can also be made into a peaceful uh, you know process not just for the patient but again for the family because it's very distressing for the family to see when their dear ones are breathing their last this thing in pain and discomfort so so we are not the idea of palliative care is not just to improve the quality of life but also the quality of death another very important uh, definition that we need to remember is what is health we're talking about healing and health so is it just a merely an absence of a disease no it's not so just the absence of a disease yani ki koi bimari na hona does not mean ke aap healthy ho healthy hone ke liye it's a complete state of physical mental and spiritual health which makes a person healthy so kisi ko kuch physical bimari na bhi ho lekin mental problems ho emotional problems ho spiritual problems ho to wo person healthy nahi kaha jata hai so coming to the dissing of definition and as i again said earlier on palliative care was only introduced during the end of life 
At the time of presentation of disease, it was the anti-disease therapy in cancer, namely chemotherapy, radiation, surgery, which were introduced. And just six months prior to death, which is what we call the end of life period, palliative care used to come in. And then it was introduced as bereavement care after the patient was no more to support the family. But this was a historical perspective. Since 2018, the whole perspective of palliative care has changed. Several international bodies like ASCO, ESMO, that's the American Society of Cancer, the European Society, they've all recognized that palliative care should be introduced early on in the trajectory of the disease. So, when diagnosis is obviously end of life mein to palliative care ka importance hai hi and then later bereavement care bhi aahi jata hai now if when you are seeing a person like this like this is just an example of a patient a cancer patient his suffering is at multiple levels physical of course as we can always see there is a massive distension of the abdomen so he is obviously going through physical distress Apart from that, he's going through mental stress. He's going through a social distancing, like physically, he's, the appearance is not good. People kind of shun them. So there are social problems. And then there are spiritual problems. And also financial problems, which also are part of the psychosocial problems. So when you see a person like this, then he is suffering at multiple levels. So just giving him any anti-disease therapy is not going to help a person like this. Hence, now we have come to this, this thing of, you know, issuing the different causes of suffering. Because suffering is not just at one level. When you're talking of disease management, of course, you, are to, you, know, you talk of the diagnosis, the prognostication, the management, then the physical problems, like when you see a massive uh, distension, you can do a fluid, uh, you know, you can do a tap and remove the fluids and things like that. That's where you can help them physically. Psychologically, there is the patient is going through anxiety, depression, distress. There you need an intervention. Social dynamics, there are family dynamics, there's financial problems, there are sometimes legal problems within the society. Spiritual problems, something that we see most often. Why me? Bhagwan ne mujhe ye kyun diya? Mujhe ye kyun ho raha hai? Uh, so these are all the spiritual aspects and the spiritual problems which rise within the patients. The practical part of it, the caregiving, who is going to look after the patient? If the young son or daughter has to look after a patient like that, who will earn? Who will be the primary bread earner of the family? So these are the practical problems. And then, of course, as we've always mentioned, end of life is an important part. We want to make sure that the quality of death improves and loss and grief and emotional and bereavement responses have also to be tackled. And this is all taken under the umbrella of palliative care. So, one second, I'm having a problem with the slides. Okay, so we've again, the thing that it has to be a multidisciplinary care model. It should be early, introduced early into the trajectory of the illness. It has to be a holistic management. As I said, it's not only medicines which will help, but the non-pharmacological interventions also are very, very uh, important. Keeping in mind of correct the correctable. Jo sahi ho sakta hai, unko sahi karo. 
That's the whole idea of correct the correctable. Non-pharmacological measures, and this is what I will be talking a bit more because pharmacological तो सबको पता है दवाई दे दो pain है दवाई दे दो pain कम होती है लेकिन हमेशा वो सही नहीं है because pain also is at multiple levels. Prophylactic prescriptions जैसे कि chemotherapy ले रहे हैं patient तो पहले से हमको पता है उनकी side effects क्या क्या होती है nausea होते हैं vomiting diarrhea होती है कभी कभी fever हो जाती है so पहले से वो प्रियम्ट करके पेशेंट को पहले से ये प्रिस्क्रिप्शन दिया जाए तो लास्ट मिनट में पेशेंट को एंजाइटी नहीं होगी एंड वेरी वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट इज कम्युनिकेशन एंड शेयर डिसीजन मेकिंग वापस दिस इज वन थिंग वे वी आर लैकिंग इंडिया में काफी बार सब डिसीजन डॉक्टर्स पे छोड़ा जाता है पेशेंट्स का इधर इतना ये नहीं सहयोग नहीं होता है जिधर पेशेंट की ओर से भी decision making aaye lekin i think this is a mindset which needs to be changed and communication it's very important for the doctor to inform the patient the right things and understand what the patient needs so the communication is a very very important part of it now again when since we are talking about cancer the most common physical symptoms first is pain so pain ka definitely we can tackle pain at multiple levels as we said and uska problem ka hal nikal sakta hai we can we definitely can correct pain tumor related bleed uh, problems such as bleeding obstruction gi obstructions like we just saw ureteric blocks and things like that are very very common fatigue thakan mehsoos hona anorexia khane ka mann na hona kamzori hona These are all very again common physical symptoms and काफी लोग को लगता है अभी कैंसर हुआ तो ये तो होना ही है लेकिन ये सही नहीं है फटीक है तो उसका भी हल निकल सकता है उसका भी प्रॉब्लम का कैसे उसको करेक्ट कर सकते हैं वो हम मैनेज कर सकते हैं ब्रेथलेसनेस दम लेने में तकलीफ अगेन ब्रेथलेसनेस वन इज अ पैथोलॉजिकल रीजन द अदर आर अगेन mental or emotional reasons when the person is very anxious breathlessness also starts to the same nausea vomiting part of the disease and part of the treatment also constipation difficulty in passing urine these are all very very common symptoms lack of sleeping and ya to sleeping all the time kabhi kabhi patient sote hi rehta hai so these are all very commonly seen symptoms but again symptoms which can be tackled साइकोलॉजिकल डिस्ट्रेस में क्या क्या होता है वाई डिड दिस हैपन टू मी मुझे क्यों हुआ अभी मुझे आगे क्या होगा वॉट विल हैपन टू मी मेरे परिवार को कौन देखेगा हॉस्पिटल में हूं तो मैं घर जा पाऊंगा या नहीं वापस वेरी ऑफन वॉट इज रियली डिस्टर्बिंग एंड डिस्ट्रेसिंग फॉर द पेशेंट की मेरी एंड ऑफ लाइफ कैसी होगी मेरा डेथ कैसा होगा विल आई बी एन अ लॉट ऑफ पेन विल माई फैमिली मेंबर्स बी विथ मी वेन आई डाई क्योंकि कभी कभी आईसीयू में हो जाते हैं पेशेंट्स completely isolated ho jate hai and family members patients ke sath nahi reh pate that is again very distressing for the patient social issues as we mentioned family collusion again ye ek problem hai jo hamare country mein zyada hi hota hai jab patients ke family members aake bolenge patient ko please mat batana unko mat ye karna to ye bhi bahut important hai family members ko bhi samjhana ki patient ko janna kyun important hai why should we hide anything from the patient so ye patient of course family ka respect karte hue uska opinion jaan mein rakhte hue unko bhi samjhaya ja sakta hai ki kyun important hai patient ko janne ke liye 
मॉनेटरी फाइनेंशियल प्रॉब्लम्स तो हमारे कंट्री में सबसे मैक्सिमम है क्योंकि इवन अ मिडिल क्लास फैमिली समटाइम्स कैन नॉट अफोर्ड द एंटी कैंसर थेरेपी दैट नाउ डेज विच इज अवेलेबल फैमिली के बाद मेरे बजाने के बाद मेरा फैमिली का क्या होगा इस कैंसर कंटेजियस ये बहुत अगेन हमने देखा है कि काफी सारे स्पेशली यंग लेडीज में ये प्रॉब्लम होता है जिधर फैमिली मेंबर्स बच्चे को ले लेते हैं उसको उसके पास कोई नहीं जाता है कि ये तो उसको कैंसर हुआ तो अभी दूसरे को बच्चे को भी हो जाएगा कैंसर या हमको भी हो जाएगा उसके प्लेट से खाने से हमको ये होगा सो दीज आर मिथ्स विच है मेरा क्या होगा वे कैन आई गो स्पिरिचुअल डिस्ट्रेस एज आई सेट भगवान में बिलीफ रखना अगेन दिस इज अनदर बिग प्रॉब्लम इन आर कंट्री बिकॉज वी हैव मल्टीपल रिलीजन्स एंड मल्टीपल दिस थिंग सो इट इज डिफिकल्ट टू डील विद दिस बट येट एट कीपिंग ऑल द रिलीजन्स असाइड एंड यू नो टॉकिंग अबाउट इट इन अ वेरी जनरल वे वी डू अड्रेस स्पिरिचुअलिटी वी डू टॉक अबाउट अ सुपीरियर बीम एंड वी डू टॉक अबाउट दिस होल क्वेश्चन ऑफ वॉट डाइंग इज वाई डज वॉट डाई वॉट हैपन्स एंड थिंग्स लाइक दैट Uh, so again coming back to the goals of palliative care it provides relief from pain and any other distressing problems it affirms life and regards dying as a noble process so again as we just said fear of dying so ye ek cheez hum sabko batate hai ki jab hum birth lete hai ya when we are born the only one thing in life which is sure of is ke kabhi na kabhi to jana hai kis sabko अभी कभी जाए कौन से टाइम पे जाए कैसे जाए वो अलग अलग होता है लेकिन डाइंग इज अ वेरी वेरी नॉर्मल प्रोसेस सो उसको एक टैबू बना के मत रखो उसके लिए बारे में बात करो ओपनली बात करो एंड इट काइंड ऑफ अफर्म्स दैट डाइंग इज नॉट लाइक समथिंग अबनोबल इट्स अ नॉर्मल प्रोसेस सो कभी ऑल्सो पैलिएटिव केयर का एक दूसरा मिथ है लाइफ या क्योंकि हम मॉर्फिन देते हैं पेन के पेन मैनेजमेंट के लिए तो सबको लगता है कि मॉर्फिन देने से डेथ जल्दी आ जाती है सो ये भी एक गलत है ना नीदर डज इट हेस्टिन नॉर डज इट पोस्टपोन डेथ इट जस्ट इम्प्रूव द क्वालिटी ऑफ लाइफ एंड क्वालिटी ऑफ डेथ इंटीग्रेटिंग द साइकोलॉजिकल एंड स्पिरिचुअल एस्पेक्ट ऑफ पेशेंट केयर offer a support system to help patients live as actively as possible until death so again that becomes a part of quality of life ki aap life support pe pipes se jude hue aur machine ke isse to like you know life expectancy increase kar sakte hain lekin wo important nahi hai patient ki quality of life wo kitne active hai kitne like normal routine unka follow kar sakte hain that is important and it offers a support system to help the family so as we've again said it's not does not take care only of the patient but also of the entire family which is very very important it uses a team approach so ye sab itni sari cheeze hai wo ek doctor ya ek nurse ya ek koi bhi individual address nahi kar sakte hai iske liye this has to be a team effort and definitely as we've also all kept continuously said it will enhance quality of life and may also so kabhi bahut time pucha jata hai humko ke palliative kaise life expectancy increase hoti hai kya to hamara jawab yahi hai ki humne definitely dekha hai ki increase hoti hai and that is because of the positivity of the patient 
पहले पेशेंट आते हैं तो इतने नेगेटिव माइंड फ्रेम में आते हैं कि अभी कुछ नहीं हो सकता है अभी तो हमको मरना ही है लेकिन धीरे धीरे जब हमारे साथ काम करके हमारे ग्रुप में इन्वॉल्व होके जब वो पॉजिटिविटी आ जाती है कि नहीं अभी तो हमको लड़ना है अभी तो हमको ये डिजीज के साथ सामना करना है तब ऑब्वियसली द आउटकम ऑल्सो बिकम्स बेटर so again the three essentials of care which we've spoken again and again so it's symptom relief it's psychological support it has to be done with hope and honesty so hope dena bahut important hai lekin at the same time honest rehna bhi zaruri hai false hope deke patient ko khali khali batate raho ki nahi nahi sab kuch theek ho jayega jab humko pata hai ki abhi zyada hope nahi hai tab honesty bhi bahut important hai aur ye sab communication ke dauran hi ho sakti hai so i think we've spoken about this we've corrected the correctables we have to balance the benefit versus the toxicity so jabhi humko lagta hai ki jab ilaaz ya jo medication hum de rahe hai wo patient ko benefit hone se usko zyada takleef de rahe hai tab hum wo band karte hain dete hain ya to usko uska alternate dhoonte hain so again coming back to even a simple symptom like pain Uh, there was a lady who named Dame Cicely Saunders, who has worked very, very actively in palliative care in the UK, and she came about with this very, very good concept that pain is not only physical; pain is also an attribute of the psychological, the spiritual, and the social. कितनी बार हम देखते हैं कि फिजिकली सब एग्जामिन करो सब कुछ ठीक है बट फिर भी पेशेंट बोलते हैं नहीं हमको बहुत दर्द है और पेशेंट झूठ नहीं बोल रहे हैं पेशेंट को दर्द है लेकिन उनकी दर्द की वजह अलग होती है कि ज्यादा करके हमारे कंट्री में ये सोशल प्रॉब्लम्स रहते हैं जब फाइनेंशियल कंसर्न्स रहती है फ्यर रहती है कि हमारे ये इलाज के लिए पैसा किधर से आएगा और ये सब एट्रीब्यूट्स के लिए पेन विच इज बिकम्स विच इज like manifested as a physical symptom is attributed by all these other things so aap pain ki dawai dete rahoge and you don't look at the other aspects the patient will never be free of pain who ladder most doctors will follow this ki ek step wise ladder hai aur jab hum patients ko puchte hain ki aapki pain ki level kitni hai hum unko puchte hain 1 se 10 tak humko ye batane ke liye aur har ek step ke liye like if it is 1 to 3 we just start with paracetamols non opioid adjuvant therapies step 2 step 3 we start putting uh, ओपियोइड मेडिकेशन ये एक दूसरी प्रॉब्लम है हमारी कंट्री में क्योंकि ओपियोइड्स को लेके सब इतने डरते हैं इंक्लूडिंग डॉक्टर्स समटाइम्स इवन डॉक्टर्स आर वारेड टू गिव मॉर्फिन एंड ऑल बट इट इज अ वेरी इजी ट्रीटमेंट इट्स अ ओरल ट्रीटमेंट इट कैन बी मॉडरेटेड डोसेज कैन बी टाइट्रेटेड एंड सैडिसिंग एंड वी कैन कीप अ पेशेंट वेरी वेरी कंफर्टेबल अंटिल ऑल द वे टिल एंड ऑफ लाइफ एंड वी हैव कैन कीप द पेशेंट कंप्लीटली पेन फ्री अपार्ट फ्रॉम दैट फटीक वी ऑल्सो स्पोकन अबाउट इट कि कितनी बार कुछ भी करने का मन नहीं होता है इतनी थकान महसूस होती है एंड फैमिली मेंबर्स को ये समझ में नहीं आती है कि ये क्यों ऐसे पेशेंट्स करते हैं तो फैमिली मेंबर्स को एडुकेट करना कि ये क्यों होता है पेशेंट क्यों क्यों इतनी वीकनेस लग रही है उनके लिए करेक्ट करने के लिए क्या क्या हम हेल्प कर सकते हैं फॉर एग्जाम्पल उसको चलने के बजाय व्हील चेयर दे सकते हैं ऑफकोर्स uh, the pharmacological and the you know the medical part correcting the anemia fluid imbalance all that is the doctor's job but who lifestyle modification diet modification 
So the introduction of a nutritionist is all very, very important in taking care of fatigue and weakness. Breathlessness. Like I have told you, this problem hai jo kafi breaky jati hai people are completely breathless they cannot walk for more than like 15 20 steps and they get breathless so uski wajah of course as i said ek pathological to ho hi sakti hai lung cancer hai ya kuch hai to lung mein problem hone se breathlessness hoti hai lekin kafi time panic ya anxiety related breathlessness bhi dekhi jati hai jab patient ek panic attack mein aa jate hai to wo completely dumb nahi le sakte hai to unko relax karna unko posture theek karna unko like baat karke thoda no manage their anxiety levels which is very important so again, as I've already said, you can always use uh, things like oxygen and nebulization and bronchodilators. But apart from that, it is also important to take care of the other non-pharmacological problems. Psychological support. Every institution may counselors and I think people have started understanding the importance of mental health and the you know, psychological problems. So to have a counselor, to somebody who can listen empathetically, who is non-judgmental, who is trained properly to deal with patients is very, very important. And also we try to foster a process of self-dependency. I think right in the beginning, like each one has to find their own methods, own ways of overcoming these problems. So networking close to home, find friends, find relatives who can support them because a counselor or a doctor cannot be with the patient all the time. So it's very important to have a support system within the home, within the society who can help like suddenly panic attack aa jaye, to kya kar sakte hai? So networking and family support, very, very important. Social support, as I we again mentioned, financial aid. So there are lots and lots of NGOs which are coming up now to give this kind of social support. Taboo of cancer, like Jaisa Mene Pelebi Bataye, Gaumi Jada Karke Hotahe, Jidar cancer ko ek infectious disease mana jata hai. Ya kabi kabi unko wo boot is maybe spiritual, is maybe ye hai, ki usne kuch bura kam kia hai, skili uska ye punishment hai, ye cancer hogaya hai usko. So ye sub remove karna hamari jibevari hai. This is social awareness we have to create. A, a voice for this that cancer is nothing but a pathological problem and it has nothing to do with the bad or good deeds of a person help in the community educating the community very very important and care for the caregivers now this is something which we often often forget hum itna patient pe concentrate karte hai ki jo caregiver hai jo patient ko dekhte hai unka koi bhi sochta nahi hai unko hum sabhi jyada karke bhul jate hai and Actually, we have seen that many patients are caregivers who support Spiritual needs, we've already mentioned, and there are actual tools like uh, Fika, Facet, where there are Indian design tools also where we can gauge and you know see the impact of the spiritual distress which is there in the patient. We can identify the problem and the goals of care of the patient, and then understanding from which community the person comes from, what are their spiritual beliefs, and not breaking any of that or not going against any of their beliefs. Just giving them spiritual counseling, spiritual advice is very important. And this definitely gives a lot of solace to a lot of patients.
सो एक पैलिएटिव की टीम में कौन कौन होता है लाइक वी ऑलवेज लाइक अगेन फिजिकल डायमेंशन को मैनेज करने के लिए फिजिशियंस डॉक्टर्स रहते ही हैं नर्सेज रहते हैं ऑल सोर्ट ऑफ थेरेपिस्ट फिजियोथेरापिस्ट ऑक्यूपेशन थेरेपिस्ट रेस्पिरेटरी थेरेपिस्ट नाउ डेज वी हैव अ थेरेपिस्ट फॉर एवरी प्रॉब्लम दैट यू कैन थिंक ऑफ सो वी दोज द इन्वॉल्वमेंट ऑफ ऑल दोज थेरेपिस्ट एज पार्ट ऑफ आर मल्टी फैसेटेड टीम वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट न्यूट्रिशनिस्ट वी मैंशन diet we mentioned fatigue to have the right nutrition very very important pharmacists who can kind of titrate the doses for the patients and volunteers are always there the functional part who actually deliver this kind of care are the nurses the therapists and the volunteers the interpersonal dimension psychologists counselors social worker social worker ka bahut bahut mahatva hai isme kyunki jaise maine bataya स्पेशली आवर कंट्री में सोशल प्रॉब्लम्स बहुत ज्यादा है एंड जब एक सोशल वर्कर इन्वॉल्व हो जाता है ये टीम में इट मेक्स लाइफ फॉर द पेशेंट एंड द केयर गिवर्स वेरी इजी दे कैन दे नो दे आर दे आर काइंड ऑफ गाइडेड एज टू वेयर दे कैन गो एक्सेट्रा देर आर डिफरेंट ट्रांसडेंशियल डायमेंशन वेर वी अपने कंट्री में इतने चैपलिन नहीं रहते हैं बट इन स्पाइट ऑफ दैट वी काइंड ऑफ ट्राई टू ब्रिंग इन स्पिरिचुअलिटी विदाउट टॉकिंग अबाउट एनी ए पर्टिकुलर रिलीजन सो वी डू हैव पीपल लाइक दैट हु विल जस्ट टॉक अबाउट स्पिरिचुअलिटी एंड नॉट टॉक अबाउट रिलीजन पर से एंड सो बेसिकली दिस इज अ मल्टी फैसेटेड टीम एंड वॉट आई ऑलरेडी मैंशन इजियर डिस्क्राइब थ्रू अदर सिंग विद पेशेंट ऑलवेज हैज टू बी एट द सेंटर whatever we are doing we have to remember that we are doing it for the patient and for the family then comes the community and then the rest of us so it has to be an interdisciplinary team and what is the prerequisite of the team see this is another very important team hum kisi ko bhi utha ke ek palliative care team mein nahi rakh sakte hain we have to see how the, how effective that person is how the individual works in a team is the person capable of communicating with others supplementing each other supporting each other and maintaining the morale of the team so that effectiveness of the person is very important communication main bar bar bolti rahungi because communication is so 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 important how do they communicate with the patient families as also with each other so a very important prerequisite of a palliative care team member is good communication skills ye sab sikhaya bhi jata hai ye palliative care ki bahut stringent training hoti hai jisme jo bhi therapist hai ya jo bhi nurse hai ya jo bhi doctor hai usko ye puri palliative care ki training leni padti hai before they become a part of the team and very important homing a harmony in working together for all हमको याद में रखना है कि हम हमारे लिए काम नहीं कर रहे हैं हम पेशेंट और उनके फैमिलीज के लिए काम कर रहे हैं हार्मोनियस वर्किंग सराउंडिंग बेसिक प्रिंसिपल्स ऑफ मेडिकल एथिक्स वो जो कभी भी हमको भूलना नहीं चाहिए रिस्पेक्टिंग द अटोनमी बेनिफिशियंस विच मीन्स पेशेंट के लिए अच्छा करो नॉन मेलिफिशियंस विच मीन्स पेशेंट को हार्म नहीं होना चाहिए जैसे मैंने बताया जब भी हमको लगेगा कि जब ट्रीटमेंट पेशेंट को ज्यादा हार्म करेगा बेनिफिट के बजाय में तो उनको डेफिनेटली स्टॉप करना चाहिए एंड जस्टिस बी फेयर सो अंडरस्टैंडिंग द लिमिट्स ऑफ ईच ऑफ दीज प्रिंसिपल्स मेडिकल फ्यूटिलिटी अगेन आई ऑलरेडी सेट दिस दैट डॉक्टर्स आर नॉट जस्ट लीगली एंड एथिकली बाउंड टू एडमिनिस्टर ट्रीटमेंट दैट आर फ्यूटाइल दे शुड डेफिनेटली नो वेन टू स्टॉप 
withholding or withdrawing a futile treatment is not euthanasia ki ab kabhi actually family members ko bhi aise lagta hai ki abhi main ye patient ka ko ventilator se nikal dunga ya patient ventilator stop kar dunga to main it is a kind of euthanasia it is not so it is absolutely important to understand that and main aage chal ke baat karungi ki abhi to hamare country mein it's legally पॉसिबल टू मेक अ लिविंग विल सो जब पेशेंट साउंड हेल्थ में है पहले से डिसाइड कर सकते हैं कि उनकी एंड ऑफ लाइफ में उनको क्या क्या ट्रीटमेंट मिलना चाहिए और क्या नहीं मिलना चाहिए इफ द पेशेंट डिसाइड्स के हमको वेंटिलेटर पे नहीं जाना है वो पहले से एक विल एक डॉक्यूमेंट बना के रख सकते हैं ये एक्चुअली दिस बिल हैज ऑलरेडी बीन पास इट्स अ लीगल एक्ट But the implementation of it is not very clear. Hence, काफी लोग के मन में ये बहुत how is it to be implemented is yet a question mark. But it, the law very much exists in our country that if your patient does not want any treatment, he or she can make his own decision not to get it. Where can palliative care be given? Is it important that patient को hospital में ही लाना जरूरी है? बिल्कुल नहीं पैलिएटिव केयर किधर भी दे सकते हैं ओपीडीज में दे सकते हैं सीरियस पेशेंट्स को जब एडमिशन चाहिए तब वॉट भी कर सकते हैं हॉस्पिस दिस इज अनफॉर्चुनेटली हमारे कंट्री में इतने ज्यादा नहीं है हमारे बॉम्बे में एक बहुत बहुत अच्छा शांति आवेदना है विच आई थिंक वॉज द फर्स्ट एंड I think yet, at least in major parts of Bombay, is the only hospice which is there. जिधर कुछ भी ज़्यादा treatment नहीं देते हुए patient को comfortable रखने की is that's the idea of a hospice. And most importantly, ये घर में भी हो सकता है. Not just घर में हमने रास्ते पे भी किया है जो लोग बिचारे रास्ते पे रहते हैं. रस्ते पे जाके भी हमने पैलिएटिव केयर ऑफर किया है सो इट्स नॉट इम्पोर्टेंट कि पैलिएटिव केयर के लिए पैसा चाहिए या हॉस्पिटल में जाना जरूरी है हम घर में जाके घर वालों को सिखाते हैं और ये ऐसे भी हो सकता है आई कैन नॉट नॉट टॉक अबाउट कोविड क्योंकि करंट टाइम्स में ये इतनी बड़ी एक चैलेंज हो गई है हमारे लिए और हमारे पेशेंट्स के लिए क्योंकि ऑलरेडी प्रॉब्लम्स कैंसर पेशेंट्स के लिए तो ऑलवेज थे ही लेकिन उसके अलावा अभी ये एड ऑन प्रॉब्लम हुआ है जो कोविड के वजह से हुआ है सो so, दोनों जो एग्जिस्टिंग पेशेंट्स है उसको भी प्रॉब्लम हो रहा है और ज्यादा करके जो अभी न्यूली डायग्नोज है उनको तो आई थिंक ज्यादा ही प्रॉब्लम हो रहे हैं तो वे डू यू फाइंड अ डॉक्टर या बेचारे लाइक एक्चुअली बॉम्बे इज अ हब पूरे इंडिया से पेशेंट्स बॉम्बे आते हैं टाटा मेमोरियल में इलाज के लिए और इस टाइम में सॉरी वो नहीं आ पाते हैं फिजिकल सिम्टम्स आर नॉट एड्रेस काफी टाइम हम लोग सिर्फ टेलीफोनिकली या जैसे हम अभी भी कर रहे हैं यू नो जस्ट टेली कंसल्टेशन करते हैं डॉक्टर्स के साथ पेशेंट्स के साथ तो पेशेंट को फिजिकली हम एग्जामिन नहीं कर सकते हैं फियर एंजाइटी तो रहती ही है सेपरेशन जब पेशेंट्स को हॉस्पिटल में एडमिट करना पैर पड़ता है तो कोई भी फैमिली मेंबर्स को अलाउ नहीं करते हैं सो आइसोलेशन जो हो जाता है वो प्रॉब्लम होती है एंड सो इसके लिए पेशेंट्स को जैसे एक ऑनकोलॉजिस्ट को पहले नहीं मिल सकते हैं तो पैलिएटिव केयर टीम के साथ जुड़ जाते हैं जो क्योंकि बिकॉज द पैलिएटिव टीम कैन देन लाइक नॉट ओनली एड्रेस द फिजिकल सिम्टम्स बट आल्सो गाइड द पेशेंट एज टू व्हाट इज हैपनिंग 
एंड एग्जिस्टिंग पेशेंट्स के लिए भी सेम प्रॉब्लम है जैसे जिधर कैंसर सेंटर्स नजदीक नहीं रहते हैं जिसको दूर दूर तक ट्रेवल करना पड़ता है कीमोथेरेपी जनरल So again, as I said, this became another part of our teamwork. That jider ek oncologist, ek palliative care care physician, jo general physician hai, jo uske ghar ke aspas hai, unke saath jod jate hai, and unke through se wo ilaaz kar sakte hai, ya at least basic ilaaz kar sakte hai. हमारे मुंबई में अभी एक बहुत अच्छी चीज हो गई है कि काफी सारे पैलिएटिव केयर केयर ऑर्गेनाइजेशन है और हमने एक पूरा नेटवर्क बनाया है सो पूरा साउथ बॉम्बे से लेके कंप्लीट कॉर्नर्स ऑफ मुंबई तक हमारे पास ऑर्गेनाइजेशन है जो अलग अलग लोकेशन पे है सो इफ थ्रू थ्रू द नेटवर्क वी कैन मेक श्योर दैट द पेशेंट्स नीड्स आर केटर्ड टू ऑल डॉक्टर्स आर प्रैक्टिसिंग एज एस एड टेलीमेडिसिन यूजिंग वीडियो चैट्स तो वो तो हो ही सकता है मोरफिन का एक बहुत प्रॉब्लम हो गया था ये टाइम पे जब स्पेशली ड्यूरिंग द कम्प्लीट लॉकडाउन अभी तो सब खुल गया है लेकिन वेन पेशेंट्स कुड नॉट कम फॉर द प्रिस्क्रिप्शन so at least it was good के certain pharmacies ने हमारे साथ फोन के वे बात करके भी agree कर दिया था कि हम उनको बाद में हम फोन पे उसको prescription बेच देते थे और फिर बाद में physical prescription भी देते थे क्योंकि morphine के लिए तीन डुप्लिक तीन original prescriptions चाहिए pharmacist के लिए home care which was normally being provided During this time, it was extremely difficult for home care teams also to visit the doctor, uh, to visit the patients. Transport नहीं था, फिर secondly safe नहीं था. अभी तो हम PPE kits पहन के ये करके masks पहन के ये सब manage कर रहे हैं. And holistic care at all times. So improving communication. जो कुछ भी और नहीं हो सकता है. तो at least patient के साथ हम phone पे बात करके उनको थोड़ी like you know we used to comfort them. with the thing coming back to teamwork and now i'll start talking about on care so as you can see on care is this beautiful place in this located in this very beautiful surrounding it's part of the masina hospital which is really beautiful it has a lot of greenery and the whole concept of this place is that it should not look like a hospital kafi patients humko bolte hai ki humko idhar aake lagta hai ki hum koi hill station pe pahunch gaye hai karke of course these are some of our patients who regularly visit us so what are the facilities we have we have everything that i have already talked about we have palliative care doctors who are specifically trained 
to deliver palliative care. We have counselors which are trained again. We have physiotherapists. We have occupational therapists. We have respiratory therapists. We have nutritionists who come and talk to our patients, not, not just talk to the patients, but even demonstrate certain recipes. So we have a, pro, let me come around that to that. We have different activities through the day. So OnCare is a daycare center. It starts in the morning at 10 a.m. and it goes on till 4.35 in the evening. We provide, firstly, we do not charge patients for any of these activities. Uh, we provide lunches, uh, the lunch in the afternoon. Of course, let me abhi main bata dhoon ki ye lockdown ke dauran aur ab tak humne koi bhi ye group activity jo pehle hoti thi lockdown ke pehle ye abhi March 21st ke baad se puri band hai abhi and we are hoping ke jaise thora situation better ho hum wapas improve kar sakte hai. So group therapies nahi ho rahi hai lekin individual therapies bilkul chalu hai. So kisi ko bhi kuch bhi like help chahiye kabhi bhi aa sakte hai. हमारे पास जैसे पेशेंट्स हमारे साथ पूरे दिन रहते हैं हमको उनको बोर नहीं करना है तो हमारे पास एक पूरा स्केड्यूल है जिसमें हम दिन में तीन से चार अलग-अलग एक्टिविटीज जैसे कि योगा है आर्ट थेरेपी है म्यूजिक एंड मूवमेंट थेरेपी है माइंडफुलनेस माइंडफुलनेस इज एन एस्पेक्ट व्हिच टीचेस द पेशेंट्स एंड द फैमिलीज टू रिमेन इन द प्रेजेंट मोमेंट काफी बार पेशेंट्स आगे बहुत आगे की सोचने सोचना शुरू कर देते हैं और काफी बार मेरा आंसर उनको यही होता है कि मुझे कल क्या होगा वो मुझे भी खुद को पता नहीं है मैं फुल्ली हेल्दी हूँ मेरे को कुछ बीमारी नहीं है बट फिर भी कल मेरे को क्या होगा पता नहीं है तो कल का सोच के क्यों टेंशन में रहे आज का मोमेंट एंजॉय करो आज में रहो बी इन द प्रेजेंट एंड उसमें भी टेक्निक्स रहती है मेडिटेशन एक्सेट्रा जो हमारे पास ट्रेन माइंडफुलनेस एक्सपर्ट्स हैं जो फॉलो कराते हैं न्यूट्रिशन सपोर्ट जैसे मैंने बताया हमारे न्यूट्रिशनिस्ट नॉट ओनली डू दे गिव इंडिविजुअल डाइट चार्ट डिपेंडिंग ऑन द डायट्री हैबिट्स बट ऑल्सो लाइक काफी बार हमको उनको बोलते हैं वीट ग्रास खाओ या ये खाओ या वो खाओ लेकिन वो कैसे खाए उसको कैसे उनके रूटीन डाइट में इन्वॉल्व करें वो समझ में नहीं आता है तो हमारी जो न्यूट्रिशनिस्ट है वो पूरी रेसिपीज डेमोन्स्ट्रेट करती है ग्रुप के लिए और उसको रेसिपीज देते भी है और इस तरीके म्यूजिक एंड कैरियो की म्यूजिक तो सबसे बड़ा हीलिंग टूल है एंड आई थिंक वी कैन नॉट टेक अवे फ्रॉम दैट इट्स अ वेरी वेरी यूजफुल टूल ग्रुप काउंसलिंग काउंसलिंग वन ऑन वन तो होता ही है लेकिन जब ग्रुप में आके जब लोग एक दूसरे के साथ मिलके लाइक व्हेन यू क्रिएट अ सेफ स्पेस एंड पीपल शेयर देयर स्टोरीज विद ईच अदर इट्स अ वेरी वेरी गुड लर्निंग टूल क्योंकि पहले सबको ऐसा लगता है कि मुझे ही क्यों हुआ है मैं ही क्यों ऐसे हूं लेकिन जब एक ग्रुप में आ जाता है जब जब वेन दे रियलाइज दे आर नॉट दी ओनली वन ऑफ दिस जर्नी डू दे रियलाइज दी इम्पोर्टेंस of you know connecting with each other sharing their problems so hence we have a lot of support groups especially for different diseases group physiotherapy so physiotherapy wo bhi sab group pe karaye jati hai and interaction with school children because bachcho ke sath time milana bachcho ke sath ye karke ऑटोमेटिकली आपका टेंशन दूर हो जाता है तो हमारे साथ काफी सारे स्कूल्स जुड़े हुए हैं जो आके वीक में एक बार उनके साथ गेम्स खेलते हैं उसके साथ गाना गाते हैं जस्ट स्पेंड गुड क्वालिटी टाइम विद देम सो ये मैं एक थोड़ा एग्जांपल देना चाहूंगी मीन्स एक थोड़ा ये है जिसमें हमारा डांस थेरेपी का एक सेशन है जिसका थोड़ी एक ग्लिम्स है 
और आप देख सकते हो कि बच्चे बूढ़े सब साथ में मिलके उनको एंजॉय करते हैं सो इट्स नॉट कि इट्स फॉर एनी पर्टिकुलर एज ग्रुप एक और दूसरा छोटा सा वीडियो है और हमारे जो पेशेंस है उसमें भी लाइक हम किसी को भी ये नहीं करते हमारे पास हर एक एज ग्रुप के अलग अलग पेशेंट्स आते हैं अलग अलग स्टेजेस ऑफ द डिजीज में कोई अभी ट्रीटमेंट ले रहा है दिस इज पार्ट ऑफ म्यूजिक थेरेपी विच इज अगेन अ वेरी हीलिंग प्रोसेस we do it sometimes in the outdoors because we have the advantage of this green space that we have and it's done in smaller groups it's done in bigger groups this is tachi who is our music therapist and she kind of conducts these activities with our patients and patients actually look forward to these activities like depending on their uh, preferences on their skill sets लाइक like, किसी को म्यूजिक थेरेपी पसंद है किसी को डांस थेरेपी पसंद है तो वो अपना दिन चूज करके हमारे पास एक पूरा टाइम टेबल है जिसमें हम अलग अलग दिन कौन सी कौन सी एक्टिविटीज है वो पहले से बता के रखते हैं सो पेशेंट्स कैन डिसाइड विच डेज दे वॉन्ट टू कम हमारे पास एक एम्बुलेंस भी है जो ज्यादा करके ये सब धर्मशाला में जिधर पेशेंट्स रहते हैं जो टाटा मेमोरियल के आसपास ज्यादा करके है उधर से पेशेंट्स को लाने की सुविधा भी हमारे पास है इंटरनेशनल determining the cause of symptoms and effectiveness of the therapeutic interventions so jab pain hai aisa mat sirf sochte raho ke physical problem hai uska symptoms and uski effective therapy bahut bahut important hai incorporating non pharmacological and pharmacological measures as i have again been saying it repeatedly that all these different therapies that we use it's the music therapy or is it dance therapy or mindfulness all these in, are in, important uh, parts of the whole therapeutic thing and it is the holistic management of just not the physical but the psychological social and the spiritual aspects of the person and the family so the top 10 things that palliative care does it have, i mean i think that we've gone through enough of this time it very very importantly also helps in the financial aspects jo हम काफी बार भूल जाते हैं यू नो बिकॉज पहले से जब हम पेशेंट्स को वॉर्न करके रखते हैं बता के रखते हैं कि प्रॉब्लम्स क्या होने वाली है एंटिसिपेट करते हैं तो उनको हर टाइम भाग के हॉस्पिटल भी नहीं जाना पड़ता है एंड एज अ रिजल्ट यू नो द हेल्थ केयर वैल्यू आल्सो इंक्रीजेस देर आर लॉट्स ऑफ एनजीओज सच एज अस हु गिव फ्री ऑफ कॉस्ट ट्रीटमेंट ऑल्सो सो ऑल दीज थिंग्स आर वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट एस्पेक्ट ऑफ पैलियटिव केयर and as i said i can go on and on talking about how good we are but the proof of the pudding is in eating it and we have had a lot of positive uh, comments about on care uh, some have called it a home away from home some of them have called it a paracetamol ye hamare kafi young 31 saal ka ek he's no more of course he used to say ke hum main on care mein aake sab mera dard 
चला जाता है मुझे पैरासिटामोल या कुछ भी दवाई की जरूरत ही नहीं पड़ती है तो ही यूज टू कॉल ऑन केयर पैरासिटाम मेरा पैरासिटामोल है ऑन केयर और सो ऐसे काफी सारे सेटिस्फाइड पेशेंट्स हैं और जैसे मैंने पहले भी बताया हमारा एक ये मुंबई पैलिएटिव केयर नेटवर्क है विच इज वेरी वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट और ये वेबसाइट्स है आप लाइक यू कैन आस्क द Uh, the the organizers to share this slide with you maybe to give you these uh, the contacts and this gives you a list of all there are so many private hospitals now who have palliative care kokila bed there are leelavati there all the big hospitals have seen the need for palliative care and have introduced it as part of their hospitals there are lots of ngos such as us who do home care who have organizations who give uh, services and we are as i said located in different parts of mumbai hence patients can be helped all throughout mumbai and this is a very very important network and uh, very soon on the 10th of october we are going to be celebrating the world hospice and palliative care day ye har saal second saturday of october mein hota hai this time it's going to be on the 10th of october and we are going to have a very interesting and interactive discussions jisme very like you know renowned doctors such as dr baban dabar dr mary ann mukadan who is the authority of palliative care we they're all going to be on the panel very soon we'll share the link and again i'll request the organizers to share these details with all of you and you can log in on saturday that's the coming saturday and take care you know take parts or take advantage of this this thing and i would like to end my talk with saying that this is a very i love this quote where by ann richardson who says we cannot if we cannot change the outcome we can definitely affect the journey so hum kisi ko bhi aise nahi bolte hai ki hum cancer aapki cancer ko hamesha ke liye cure kar sakte hai lekin aapki jo journey hai usko definitely better bana sakte hai so thank you very much and uh, i'd now like to you know invite any kind of questions or comments or yeah we have lots of questions can we stop the screen sharing now yes Oops, sorry one second i don't think i've stopped it have i yeah you have stopped it already thank okay you. okay perfect thank you dr mistry for such an amazing enlightening and informative session learned a lot from uh, you in the session and itna jo aapne acha holistic approach bataya hai cancer treatment ka journey ka it was beautiful um, learning it from you we talked about starting from disease management to um, the different aspects in care beat physical aspect or psychological or emotional spiritual financial and everything else so, so, so social as well uh, thank you so much for talking about end of life and loss and grief uh and what is palliative care and what is end of life care which two are completely different so very uh, very amazing uh, session and you know when you were talking about pain management and the pain is not only physical many times we are not able to see what kind i mean physically we cannot see that pain but still the patient says that yes i am in pain uh which could be emotional pain or the social pain or some other pain which you cannot see so um, yeah we have one question uh, and then i have so many questions to ask you yeah. we have one question uh, from vikas ranjan when you talked about death index to usme jo india ka position tha is that uh, overall death or it was that only death related to cancer no no overall death overall, overall death 
Right, right. It's overall death. Yeah, it was a good uh, knowing about quality of death as well. We all know about improving quality of life, but very few talk about improving quality of death. So we have seen that you know it is like it's like सबको लगता है that death तो हुई है होना ही है and then it has to be like you know people see them in pain, people see them suffering towards end of life. ज्यादा करके क्या हो जाता है पीपल रश देम टू द हॉस्पिटल जब ब्रेथलेसनेस होना शुरू करते हैं सो पेशेंट्स आर सो वारेड द रिलेटिव्स आर सो वारेड दैट दे डू नॉट नो हाउ टू डील विद देम सो वंस यू टीच देम और स्टार्ट टॉकिंग टू देम अबाउट डेथ फ्रॉम द बिगिनिंग टेल देम द डिफरेंट वेज इन विच यू कैन कीप द पेशेंट कंफर्टेबल इवन एट होम then the whole this thing becomes much you know it becomes much more bearable see death is like definitely losing a dear one there is definitely going to be grief there is going definitely going to be the anxiety of separation but all that can be reduced to a lot or like a big level and especially for the patient where the suffering the physical suffering at least can be minimized you know and even even the mental and spiritual like once you you know started talking to the patient about death from the beginning the acceptance of death becomes much much more easy so uh, what i have seen uh, dr mistry uh, while working with patients that patients are okay to talk about death but their caregivers are not they are very scared they don't if you talk about death in front of caregivers they will start hating you and they will never come back to you so let me share again a personal experience with you and i can understand this 100% and for me because i've gone through this journey i like i started by saying that it was my father at the age of 80 when he was diagnosed with cll i talked to the whole world about death and preparing them for it but when it came to my own father i could not do it i just could not do it and like you are saying very rightly so he was very positive he used to keep saying i've lived my life like you know i've done everything i've had to so i'm not worried about going but for me it was so difficult to talk to him about that so i understand exactly where you what you are saying but again it is i think good communication on our part where we talk to the relatives separately we talk to them like exactly what i am saying you know talk to them about the importance many a times even the legal and other practical aspects of it because when you don't talk about that for example if it's making a will like you know it's very very important sometimes uh, like the people are living in a joint family and the wife has no hold in the this thing and once the husband goes for example then she has no hold in the family so we definitely talk to them from the from beginning and say that look these are some legal aspects which you may want to sort out you know and it's just generally you can't expect them to understand everything in the first visit oh. but it is like you know repeated talking to them and of course definitely finally you have to respect their the autonomy is theirs if they wish to this thing but even when it comes to collusion of not telling the patient the diagnosis we see no but no human being i think is a fool when you know so, so many times even the elderly when they are brought to hospitals routinely every day for different treatments different this thing and then they ask the uh, family members ki mujhe kya hua hai and the ch- children will say nahi kuch nahi hua hai now the patient is not dumb they know ki kuch to hua hai they to why am i being brought to this hospital so many times so and then that is leads to more further anxiety for the patients ki ye to kuch mujhe bata nahi rahe that means mujhe kuch bahut zyada hua hai you know so that is what we try to explain to the relatives that na batane se 
the problems will not decrease they will only increase for the patient so again it has to be like gradually done it has to be done in uh, like you know different sessions explaining to them and only and only if they are ready and encouraging them to okay humne batayenge like it's it's better than you all talk about it right you know? right so we try to encourage it yeah there was a next question from digesh of uh, the role of alternative or complementary therapies within palliative care framework and to answer this i will add my point of view dr mistri you can add yours after that so um, i believe complementary therapies are those which goes with medical treatment and um, after when the medical treatment is over and if patient wants to move towards let's say holistic healing or any other form of treatment because now doctor said that nothing can be done in this case so i believe that these therapies uh, they uh, prevent or reduce side effects of symptoms of cancer and other treatment patient has undergone it also boosts the effectiveness of conventional treatment and uh, it also protect normal tissues from the damage of the medical treatment what has already been done and it also promotes general wellness and resilience to build body strength and to reduce the progression of cancer so uh, can you please share your point of view on this yeah so when this is a tricky and very often asked question so firstly i would like to intervene here and say that when you're talking of complementary medicine there are two types of it one is when there is a qualified ayurvedic practitioner or a qualified homeopathic practitioner or a qualified acupuncturist who we say like look we don't know about ayurveda i don't know how that drug is going to interact or interwork with my thing but if you yet want to try i will not stop you but there may be some because especially even in ayurveda there are heavy metals there are certain so we also tell them to check with that the second line is the non uh, you know professional line of babas and vaids uh, and like you know people who claim to be healers or yeah some, or yeah like faith healing and so again we are nobody to tell them don't do it or something but again we say this is not our expertise this is not in our realm of uh, this thing but i would be a little skeptical especially if they are on some pre treatment for them to mix that because i've seen very often this happening that you know they go to some person who will like promises them a complete cure and everything for 6 months you don't see the patient and then they come back to us in such a bad condition that virtually nothing can be done so we do warn them that look we are of course we are always here but i can be i will not give you a guarantee or i cannot say that you should go or not choice is entirely yours yet in spite of that if they are going to any professional like a qualified ayurveda or something we have no objections right 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 yeah it's very important and that's why uh, the whole concept of integrative oncology came in integrative oncology is nothing but all those things which you mentioned to improve right. quality of life and extending life by doing right. or, uh, or taking a comprehensive approach and that's where your onco nutritionist or the physiotherapist or psychologist will all come together as a team to take care of your journey precisely that's why in oncare we have it as i said as part of our routine schedule yeah. because as i mentioned it's a daycare facility patients are with us from morning to evening and throughout the day we have all these different things happening wait you know to the thing to kind of incorporate all the different aspects so there was a next question from digesh how can caregivers help themselves 
when they are taking care of a patient very very important as i said you know so we have again ngos there's a uh, ngo called caregiver sathi and who focus only on the caregivers and the mental listening of the caregiver and again like even an ngo like us like on care one of our mission this thing is to provide respite to the caregiver now that can happen by leaving your patient with us we because it's a day care facility i said we look after the patient through the day so the the caregiver has some respite in being able to either carry out some work of their own or just go for a movie or go out somewhere with their friends so it's that that break is very very important uh, important not to feel guilty like a lot of times especially their spouses uh, you know the caregiver gives very very like uh, they think they feel very guilty ke main usko chhod ke like you know i'm going to enjoy myself but again there again we res- we explain to them that your health is so important you can give your 100% only if you are 100% fit so for you to take that break for you to so again it's all part of counseling it's all part of communication it's all part of talking and there are again as i said lots of ngos who are focusing only on the caregiver mm-hmm. not so much on the patients right. because this caregiver fatigue caregiver drain out is very very often seen right right and um, there's one question from vikas that if some out a uh, patient from outside mumbai wants to come to on care so how can they do that oh well i so it's in masina hospital you have my details you have my email please share it with whoever you feel like and uh, we can definitely help them i will share with you our official email id also of on care at edgedabar yeah. uh, you can definitely share our email with whoever wants it and uh, please be in touch with us at Uh, as i mentioned we do not have a night stay facility uh, we only have a day care facility so patients regular the ones outstation patients who normally come to us are from all these various dharamshalas which are surrounding tata memorial hospital right. so there is this gadge maharaj there are so many there is a gurudwara there is nana palkar yes. and some are good and some are not so good some of them have these massive dormitories not the best of surroundings so for the patient to spend the whole day there becomes very depressing very drab so they what they do is as i said we have an ambulance we send them across to all these different dharamshalas because we are located at baikala so geographically we take a you know that cover that area we pick up or even patients who come to dadar station we pick them up from the station and uh, like they spend the whole day with us so which includes all the meals during the day so we give start give them tea coffee snacks through the day there's a whole even the meal comes from the hospital so again it's a you know properly balanced meal with people with different needs like a diabetic diet or a soft diet we can even cater to those different needs and that's how we manage the patients got it that's wonderful what onkir is doing yeah i have been to gadge maharaj dharamshala burjes and uh, many others and i have seen condition of the patients not correct so in that whatever little bit of relief what you or anybody of uh, any one of us can provide that's like a blessing to them as well as exactly. to us so as you saw a lot of those patients bulk of our patients come from these different places yeah um So we have a question from Mehul Vyas. If people are trying to go for some alternative treatment, like one who guarantees a cure and all those fake cures, would it not help by educating the caregivers and patient what cancer is, how it is caused, how it needs to be treated? Also asking them to show a person who has survived and cured by that treatment. So we do all of that. 
We yeah. do during our challenges. We have talks. We have talks by experts. We have talks. Like there are survivors who do come and motivate. That's called advocacy. Yeah. So we have do. We do have patient survivors who come and share their experiences with uh, the patients. And again, having said that, I'm not hundred percent skeptical about alternative medicine. So I would like again to this saying that if you're going, like for example, there are. uh ayurvedic doctors with whom we have worked with earlier in the past you know yeah we have done clinical trials so again for us everything is evidence based for any uh, you know allopathic uh, doctor or the thing we go by evidence we do not go by hearsay or belief so if i tell people if they come with these claims i say okay you show me a paper or show me some research or show me some authentic document which has been published that this person or so and so has cured so many people exactly right and so we definitely do educate them we do but as i said again it's it's the person's autonomy i cannot tell the person go or don't go i can only uh, guide i can only give them the awareness i can only give them the knowledge and then the rest is of course for the patient and the caregiver to decide right 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 and um, uh, yeah it is really important to educate them uh, what is uh, medical treatment what is non medical treatment what are the uh, evidence how it is going to help you and especially you know when it is last stage and doctors have already given up that okay go home and uh, let the nature takes its course and nothing can be done and that time people are very desperate to try different things no so that's the time where palliative care also obviously does come in so at least yeah. you take care of your symptoms right i never see this is exactly what you said and this is our motto of on care that there is never a time when nothing can be done you yeah. can always do something right. it's not possible yeah you may not be able to treat, uh, cure the cancer or you may not be able to uh, like you know treat the disease per se but it i hate this phrase that kuch nahi ho sakta hai and which is very often used very very yeah. often used yeah. so that's one of again one of our missions that we are with the patients throughout their journey so hum kabhi bhi aise nahi bolte hai ki kuch nahi ho sakta hai hum kuch na kuch to karte hi hai so uh, dr misri uh, in your uh, yeah very well said mehul uh, miracle happens <laughs> so there is always a hope till the time patient is breathing so yes yeah, so we believe that do not take the hope away at the same time do not give false hope so yeah. right from the beginning when i said honesty yeah be very honest with the patient yeah so there are some people will who will make all these claims are hum aapko bilkul theek kar denge ye galat hai ye galat hai give hope because nobody can take hope away from you that's where that's where the positivity sets in yeah you know, we always say that unless you fight like I, that this is another very common example i give people that if you are in a place of war like when you are on a battlefield there are two options you have one is pick up your ammunition and fight yes. one is to drop your ammunition and run and right. if you drop your ammunition and run 99% chances that you will be shot in your back yeah. but if you pick up your guns and try to fight you have a better chance of this thing survival right, right. so this is this is this is what covers in a nutshell we cannot the same they definitely do not take away the hope but don't give false hope so right. there is a balance between that yeah wonderful i also want to know a very practical problem which we listen from patients ki uh, uh, doctor ne sab kuch treatment kar liya hai aur abhi hame bola hai ki hospital mat aao and aapke paas kuch hi time bacha hai so that time patient go home 
So what all things they can do at home to take care of it? Oh, yes, so exactly. We do teach them like especially things like wound management. Like if they have like, you know, when their uh, tumors are very big, especially head and neck, which again, we see a lot of head and neck cases. They have these massive tumors. They are bleeding. They are, you know, they get infected. So we treat, teach them how they can take care of those wounds at home. Uh, pain management also, as I said, morphine is an oral tablet. Uh, most even um, district level hospitals should have the the thing of morphine at least in maharashtra we are fighting very hard at district levels to make sure that morphine availability is there so uh, like you know what we talk of palliative sedation also again if there is no expert palliative care doctor we are little worried about the morphine yep. dispensation and all but we can do that uh, you know, uh, through our networks and things like that also. And uh, so when they are going home, we basically make sure that the caregivers are taught how to take care of the patient. Sure. So, you tips which might help caregivers how to take care of a patient. Plus, one more question about pain management. So, people ask, where can we get morphine or what is, how can we guide them in terms of morphine or opioid? So morphine, as I said, it's not some over-the-counter medication. Not everybody can be sick. There are there are side effects to morphine. Simple ones like constipation and also you. So managing the dosing and the titration of the dosing and managing the side effects of morphine, which as I said are basically constipation. So giving them prophylactic uh, laxatives and things like that are important. Any qualified doctor, even an MBBS doctor, but having some qualification is authorized, legally authorized to give a prescription of morphine. Having said that, they may not have the knowledge of it. Mm. Hence, any oncology doctor or any palliative care doctor are the ones you should approach for morphine prescriptions because they are the ones who will be able to guide you properly regarding the dosing and, as I said, taking care of the side effects. It's not like the patient decides that I have morphine today, so I will take it. There is a threshold, like we follow the WHO ladder, we ask them on a 1 to 10 scale where their pain lies. We believe what they say, like you're saying, when they say that I'm suffering with a level 8 pain, we will believe that the patient is, so that's the other thing. Do not say that it's not something that it's not something that it's not something that it's not something Believe what the patient says. Right. Are all oncologists uh, expert or know how dose, about doses of morphine? Most medical oncologists, I think, should be. Even surgical oncologists, to a certain degree, would be. But it's always a palliative care physician yeah. because they've gone through the training of this special thing. Who will be best suited? to prescribe morphine. So as I said, even hospitals like Tata Memorial or most big hospitals now have a department of palliative care. Even the government hospitals like KEM and all, we are training. Actually, we as a network, the Mumbai Palliative Care Network has taken it upon themselves, at least within Maharashtra. See, certain states like Kerala and all are doing beautifully. They have yeah. palliative care yeah. centers and Talib yeah. India and they're, they're doing fantastic work. We are trying to follow in their footsteps. Yeah. We may never reach where they have reached, but we are trying. We are trying with the, uh, like the, at the government level also. So as I said, we are trying to train the district level hospitals. We are trying to make sure that, uh, you know, the availability of morphine is available at every district 
level. Yeah. So we are trying through our uh, sources, but uh, let's hope things improve. Yeah. And if a patient has prescription from doctor for morphine, uh, where can they go to get it with the prescription? So idea, technically any chemist should have it, but not all chemists have it. Mm-hmm. So most chemists, again, attached to any big hospital, like the, any hospital chemist will 99% have it. Mm-hmm. Your round-the-corner chemist will not have it. Yeah. Because there are a lot of... See, it's not like he cannot keep it. But the, the legal statutory uh, compliances are so many. And the cost of morphine is not much. Yeah. So it just does not help the chemist to keep it. So it's not a... Like, you know, uh, uh, this thing... It does not help the... Pro- chemist to this thing go through all the hassles for what he is getting hence it's not available everywhere but most hospitals um, hospital chemists chemists attached to any hospital will definitely have so are we talking about tablets or are we talking about IV morphine they are both in different forms I mean, since I was talking to the general public I did not get into the technical part of it yes. so you have different uh, opioids are in different forms morphine is the most commonly used one we have certain other uh, opioids which are used as patches also. Yeah. Those are a little more expensive. Mm-hmm. But when need be, we prescribe those also. Uh, coming back to morphine, yes, it's IV, it's injectable, it is uh, oral. So it can be given in different forms depending on the condition of the patient. As I said, when we are talking of palliative sedation, when the patient is absolutely in the end stage and going through a lot of this thing, we kind of keep the patient just sedated through this thing. That's the time when IV uh, morphine is used. But in most normal pain, it's oral morphine. Got it, got it. And one other question which we get often from uh, fourth stage cancer patients that when do we decide or how do we decide that it's time that we stop medical treatment and move towards palliative care? So again, as I said, it's not either or. What we tell them is that they should both go on together. Yeah. Till the oncologist feels, because many times, even things like chemotherapy or radiation is given in a palliative setting. Yeah. We are not trying to cure or treat like you know completely cure the patient but just because sometimes the if the tumor expands too much the the problems which come through that are much more so when you're giving low dose chemotherapy it's basically only a palliative chemotherapy so it's not either or we should both be taken simultaneously there will come a time when the oncologist says, okay, I think we've tried everything. This chemotherapy is causing more toxicity and causing you more harm. Hence, I don't think we should continue with chemotherapy. Then the patient may choose to come on only only this thing, only palliative. Right. But it does not mean that when you're taking your mainline treatment, you have to you have to stop or and then it's not either or. They both have to be taken simultaneously. Right, right, right. Very true. In fact, uh, I was uh, just reading something on palliative care and um, one important thing what I learned about this that starting palliative care early uh, because uh, symptoms can arise and impact your quality of life at any stage of your cancer experience. Absolutely. Uh, and the symptoms which you very well talked about, uh, it can come at diagnosis or during treatment, including treatment intended to cure also. Uh, and delaying onset treatment effects may arise after treatment is completed, even if the cancer is in remission. Okay. And these symptoms may accompany advanced stages of cancer. So it's really important that we manage those symptoms and side effects so that cancer also doesn't progress further. And it's really important for family members also, for caregivers also to start palliative care 
which is nothing but improving your quality of life absolutely and like you rightly said and you know today even the oncologists have realized the importance of early palliative care yeah. because what used to happen earlier was that the symptoms sometimes used to be so bad uh that patients used to just give up on treatment like they would take two cycles and then just abandon the treatment saying no no ye to mujhe mot aa jaye to better hai ye treatment mujhe nahi lena hai but when you're controlling the symptoms the compliance to the main treatment becomes better so again this when people ask me whether you know palliative care increases life this is one reason why your life increases your prognosis becomes better because your compliance to your main treatment is better right your treatment your side effects are taken care of you are not so miserable less chances that you will drop out of your treatment right and hence your uh, outcome will be obviously better because you've completed your treatment exactly. in india we see a very very high rate of abandonment of like either it's a financial reason or it's uh, yeah. the reason is uh, because like they cannot tolerate the side effects absolutely so hence palliative the, the combination of both is very and i think increasingly like especially oncologists who have now started working with us closely they have realized the importance of palliative care right and right from the beginning and since they are so busy and they already don't have time to deal and you know talk at length and all they they send the patients immediately to us yeah because true. their life becomes easier the patient's life becomes easier so as i said you know once you have this teamwork a whole team working together it it makes a whole world of a difference right right so dr mistri uh, you mentioned about nutrition emotional wellness a uh, music therapy art therapy community support and many other things so in your experience how you have seen benefits of all these things in terms of improving quality of life for a cancer patient so what we do is we administer even a quality of life questionnaire with most of our patients when they come to us and when they leave us or when they are going back to their homes or you know depending on where they are from and definitely through those things we've not yet have a statistically significant amount of data which because we've started 3 years back yeah. we have gone we worked with close to over 350 patients over the 3 years uh, just to tell you that tomorrow we will be completing our 3 years it's our third year anniversary of on care tomorrow <laughs> so it's really a very uh, proud moment for us and uh, yeah so basically right now we are going through the feedback uh, that we get from our patients but we do have a quality of life questionnaire which we will be analyzing pre and post so that that's how we'll know the impact of the this thing but till now what we have as i said through the feedbacks through the doctors the main you know the oncologists feedback like there are so many patients who like uh, we had this one case of young girl of uh, for radiation and she was she used to get claustrophobic you know because it was again a, a nasopharyngeal this thing so she would she would go all the way to the hospital go into the department and refuse to go in so it was so difficult to and it was only through repeated counseling repeated talking to the the patient was a young girl she was a teenager with the parents getting so stressed out it was only through this you know continuous this thing of a whole combined effort that we managed to kind of complete this girl's processing and today touchwood with the grace of god she's in complete remission okay. so it's like you know and when you see cases like this where you have medical you can actually see the benefit immediately do you realize the importance of it also 
God, did we have one question from Anuradha Sakshena? She is a breast cancer winner and an amazing woman working from Indore for thousands of cancer patients. She Love is congratulations from yeah. So one question from her: uh, How can one register for palliative care training? Uh, so see, Tat. Well, so there are lots of different places uh, who are doing this course. One is the Tata Institute of Social Sciences. They are very soon actually, and we've collaborated them with them, and we've created certain modules, which is an online training. So uh, I don't think they've yet gone because again, this whole hitch of COVID has come through, and everything has gone on a standstill. But that was one very beautiful online training uh, module for palliative care training in different aspects. The other one, of course, is at the Tata Memorial Hospital. uh where uh, they have a six or seven week i think it's a seven week training module yeah. which they have four caregivers four patient survivors for uh, this thing and in association with uh, which is the other organization alam india also has training alam india also has So there are several several portals through which training can be taken. Yeah. Uh, uh, this, as I said, because we worked on the modules together, uh, we, you know, I know about it. But yes, definitely there are many. There are many. training uh, programs right 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 in fact uh, uh, if you want to get trained in pal- uh, palliative care tata memorial has 10 days program as well for volunteers yeah. palm india has many programs on this now everything must be doing you know virtually so yes you can check their website i just shared palm india website to see yes yeah palm india definitely has yeah definitely great great i mean uh, love, lots of information today and uh, one uh, question would be around covid so what will be your uh, advice for uh, healthcare professionals uh, like volunteers who want to help cancer patients or working with cancer patients and cancer patients how can they take care of themselves so firstly for cancer patients especially let me start we say the minimal exposure the better it is so as far as possible do not step out of your houses unless you are unless you are really have to go for treatment or have to go for some any very very urgent work do not step out of your houses for volunteers and uh, other caregiver like healthcare professionals use proper protective gear full ppe kits when you are in touch with or in like direct contact with the patients uh otherwise use modems like this telecommunication talk to them like you know uh, methods of uh, where you don't have to be in direct physical contact with each other uh but if you are in direct contact with each other then definitely good protective gear masks washing hands i think all the standard precautions and care that you have to take against covid but for a particularly for a cancer patient we tell them not to step out because their immunity especially if they've just finished with their treatment or something their immunity is really really low and you do not want to take that chance right right okay uh dr kushid i have this i just a thought came to my mind that you work with palliative care patients and you must have seen lots of end of life uh, uh moments or you have been a part of lots of end of life conversations and you have seen lots of death as well so what uh, death taught you so as i always tell everybody that my patience and my profession is my art of living you know when people talk about art of living it's my patience and their experiences which teach me about life 
the most important aspect which i said in the beginning also take one day at its at a time and live life to its fullest in the present moment yeah do not keep thinking of what's going to happen in the future nobody knows what's going to happen in the future like i give another very silly but common example that i could walk out of the gate and be knocked down by a vehicle and that would be the end of me so nobody nobody really knows what's happening tomorrow so live life to its fullest today do what you have to do be positive in your mindset and uh, like again and a very commonly asked question but me is like don't you get depressed or don't you uh, don't you need this thing so yeah sure we have our moments we have our times when you are down but again this teaches you this teaches you how to kind of bounce back the the experiences of my patients have taught me how to live my life i see them being so brave sometimes i mean sometimes you really wonder where they get that strength from and uh, i think it's it's yeah some kind of this thing so yeah it's basically taught me not to complain too much i mean i feel very very privileged where i am because people complain about the smallest of things i have friends who obviously don't work in similar surroundings as i do and i we heard them cribbing about a maid not coming or not being able to go out shopping because of this lockdown and this is my response to them that you know i mean what are we complaining about so it has taught me not to complain about too many things to be happy and satisfied with what i have and live in the present moment and live it to its fullest wow <laughs> really amazing i just shared a ted talk link from bj miller who is also expert in palliative care from san francisco he is one of my mentor and there's a beautiful ted talk by him what uh, really matters at the end of life so he has he has already experienced end of life and he came back from there then he had a major accident where he lost both his legs and uh, one hand it was just an ex- accident when he was playing with friends in his uh, teenage and then just by chance he just lost in the fraction of seconds so he was at end of life for um, he was in coma for uh, so many months and then he recovered from it by god grace he says that's a second life for me and then he became a doctor and then he became a palliative care doctor he also founder of zen hospice in san francisco and amazing so you sh- I-, i would really recommend you all to watch this yes, if you shared it that will be great yeah i just shared the link uh, bj miller what really matters at the end of life uh, and that is what all matters true we have one uh, question from vikas ranjan who is uh, currently on chemotherapy and also recovered from covid uh, does chemo kill antibodies in patients who have had covid and developed antibodies so are you talking about the antibody the covid antibodies so basically chemo suppresses the immune system it does not kill any antibodies let's be clear about that so there are the uh, you know the the immunological agents which are different the chemotherapy agents are different what chemotherapy does is it suppresses the immune system so the patient becomes very perceptive to uh, any infection it could be any infection and covid just now being so rampant it's that's why we tell patients not to move out or we don't even give too much chemotherapy to the patients if we feel it can be avoided for a couple of cycles we are holding on to it so coming back to the uh, covid antibodies no chemo will not kill the covid antibodies your antibodies will remain in your body for as long as they are like nowadays they are saying that you know uh, 
you, the immunity doesn't last for more than three months or four months. Actually, nobody knows. Nobody is really the same. We've seen recurrences of COVID in normal healthy cases, not cancer cases or anything. But that's probably because the first time infection was probably so mild that enough antibodies were not produced. So there is a way of checking your antibody level. Uh, there is a simple blood test. Most labs do it. Uh, if it's a past case, you can just do the IgG levels and that will tell you what your level of uh, antibodies in your system is. And the higher the antibody, the more protected you are. Mm. But nobody knows how long that level will remain because it's such a new disease and it's such an evolving disease that every day we learn new things. So, But chemotherapy will not kill those antibodies if that's your question. Great, great. Thank you, uh, Dr. Mistry. It was amazing, amazing session. Uh, it feels like we talked about a lot of things, starting from palliative care. We talked about end of life. We talked about medical treatment, holistic healing, and many, many, many other things. And uh, amazing work which On Care is doing, which you all are doing to help cancer patients. I'm a caregiver of a cancer patient, an ex-caregiver, I would say. And all those things which you talked about, uh, we felt the dire need of all these things during our journey because we were not aware that all these things improve quality of life, extend life. And in many cases, it does cure, but not all the time, always. So uh, I'm sure it will benefit lots of people uh, who are going through the journey, who have recovered from cancer and will help all others, um, uh, caregivers as well. <laughs> So uh, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, yes, Dr. Anurara has just written awesome, amazing work by OnCare and Masina Hospital. Rajinder Sai, excellent. Thank uh, thanks a lot for the session. So, uh, thank you very much. And I hope your, everybody, all your patients in your network can also take advantage of it. Yeah. As I said, it's a not-for-profit organization. We do not charge. So even the poorest of poor, poor persons or the most non-affording can yet take advantage of all these facilities. Definitely. And uh, I would request you to share this presentation so that you can share this with everybody. I could do that. You just send me your email. I'll share it with you. And you can most definitely share it with your viewers and Great. your patients. Great. Thank you so much, everyone. And uh, last one line, what you would like to share with everyone, Dr. Mistri? So I would again like to go back to my quote and many other quotes for palliative care that um, cure is not the only thing, but care can always be given. So don't stop caring for the patient. Don't stop caring in the thing. And don't concentrate on only the cure. Because, you know, actually we tell patients there are so many diseases like blood pressure for diabetes. We don't cure those diseases. We're just controlling them. And nobody gets worried about that. They're all killer diseases at the same time. But the moment they hear of cancer, it becomes like a majorly dreaded disease. So treat cancer as a chronic thing. Treat cancer as something which, yes, it's happened and you have to deal with it. Yeah. So don't think about only the cure. Think about the care aspect wow. and go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And Dr. Anu, I just written that Dr. Vispi is my batchmate. So, uh, Dr. Vispi, uh, which Dr. Vispi are we talking of? Uh, Atya? Just a minute. I'll just request her to uh, unmute She's her. a hematologist if she's talking of Vispi, Atya. No, I'm talking about Vispi Joki or Masina director. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, oh, Vispi yeah, is my batchmate. Yeah, oh, from really? JJ. <laughs> oh, oh, fantastic. Very good friend, okay. yeah.
Okay, okay. Yeah, we complement each other and that's how we work together and just another this thing about like you talking about personal experiences and i've given you this list of ngos bulk of the ngos which have started palliative care have all started with their own personal experiences okay. so there is a romila palliative care started by dr armida fernandez she was a, she was a dean of sion hospital uh, sorry uh, yeah sion hospital that's right yeah. and uh, she lost her young daughter to breast cancer mm-hmm. and in her memory she started romila palliative care they are based in bandra there is another bilimoria foundation which operates palcare yeah uh, so feroza started this uh, organization after the demise of her husband who was suffering from lung cancer so it's all these personal experiences you know most of the caregivers who when they were going through this journey with on the at a personal level realize the dearth of it and have started these different organizations in addition of course there are a lot of private practitioners there are individuals who are into palliative care so you can get palliative care services at different levels from corporate hospitals to home care services to everywhere wow. and this list that i have provided will definitely benefit and can be shared with everybody uh, we'll put it on the website as well sure yeah and as i said i would like to remind you dimple i will share the link with you next saturday do share it with your people oh, for sure it's going to be a very interesting uh, konkana sen sharma who is again a caregiver who is going to be a part Where of are you? yeah she's going to be talking about her experiences as a caregiver and uh, so we have a lovely panel dr maryam fernandez uh, sorry mukadan who is like the founder of palliative care in mumbai wow. so there are all these experts who are going to be part of the panel and i think it will be beneficial for your viewers also so do share that link also once i have it i'll definitely share it with you surely would love that and congratulations on completing 3 years tomorrow thank you thank you thank you that's great yeah we are very happy uh for your time and the amazing informative session and uh, looking forward to working with you in the future thank absolutely you. and thank you so much everyone to be a part of today's healing circle talks where we talked about palliative care and so many different aspects of it and looking forward to many more healing circle talks to heal together to create a space where we all feel safe to talk to each other and just share openly thank you absolutely thank you thank you everyone bye bye